Dan's not here. <coughs> Hi, welcome to Sissy Boys. Dan got coronavirus. Dan got COVID-19, and he didn't tell Matt uh, at all. And Matt did not know Dan was coming until this morning. Yeah. It just seems like something you would tell. I mean, just in the comments, and um, I think most of you follow Dan, if you could just message Dan and just be like, hey, why would you not tell Matt that you had COVID? Dan's yeah. not even on prep. That's why he got COVID. Yeah. Dan is not on prep. If you're on prep, then you don't have to get the vaccine. You don't have to get the vaccine. If <laughs> it's you're on. probably That's not, not true. Good. That's not true at all. You we don't sh- you support that twice statement. As much, actually. You should get the COVID-19 vaccine and also get prep. But they're separate. They don't do the same thing. But if you get prep, you get a JFL audition. Did yeah, you know that's that? that's true. That's how many people who are not funny are getting JFL auditions. JFL is the number one comedy festival in the world. Yeah. Slash America. They (laughs) just had auditions. (laughs) But it's in Canada. They auditioned um, a small mouse who wears a vest and carries around a little suitcase. Uh, They auditioned a mandarin orange. Um, They auditioned a glass of sparkling cider. Uh, They auditioned Shea Diaz from the Sex and the City reboot. Yeah. They they had um, that actor play a character sarah ramirez um you're not on prep and you don't want to be on prep or you do i i think i just i see nothing to lose by getting on prep yeah because i mean i have insurance so i could just get it and then it's just sort of one thing and then if i end up you know you know i guess the most specifically you know getting fucked in the ass raw then i can you know just kind of live with ease yeah, you can uh, get syphilis and chlamydia and gonorrhea, which I've gotten all of those things. But yeah, Definitely. you will not get HIV. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I listen. Anytime you're, you know, you're taking a dick raw, you can't eat the apple on oh, the sorry. air. You can't eat the apple on the air. Just throw it. Yeah, see, it's gone, out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Don't even think about it. Can cats eat apples? They might lick it. Um, they're cyanide. Prep in there. is a pre-exposure drug. It makes it so you can't get HIV even if you want to. That's the purpose of PrEP. There was one that was called Truvada, and that one was affecting people's kidneys, but now what everyone uses is Descovy, and that's what I've been on for four years, and it has no side effects whatsoever. Uh, oh, and those are just different kinds of PrEP, so there's yeah. several kinds of PrEP. Well, yeah, oh, I think okay. there's just Truvada and Descovy. There's now the um, – there is a immunization shot for PrEP, like where it lasts for six months, but it's like that seems really risky. Like, how do you? I don't know. Like, in, that's instead of taking a pill. Instead of taking a pill, you can get like a shot once every six months. Mm. But it, I, I don't know. I guess that freaks me out because they're still like in like testing stages of it, and it's like, oh, I guess it didn't work. Yeah. And now you have HIV for the rest of your life. Um. Also, did you know that uh, straight people have higher numbers of HIV infections now than gay people. I heard that started. And so now they're like rapidly giving a shit about advancing like, yeah, very funny research because they're like, Oh wait, it's not just the gay people. And that's why we have magic Johnson to thank for straight HIV representation. That guy has had the cure for like the entire time. Right. I feel like they the solely, whole, the he had time. like his own lab that just developed his own safety. And it's funny because you think about that and it sounds crazy to say, but it's like probably true. And like, I mean, I think at the time it's not even fucked up. Because you also think at the time it's like the government wasn't even doing anything. So no, it's like I, Magic Johnson was like, I'm sure he was like, I'm going to use my money to live because the government is not going to help me. I'm sure it was actually very beneficial for 
the queer community in general for Magic Johnson to have it to give some attention to it. Yeah, hundred percent. It was huge. There should be a whole documentary just on that. I'm su- I'm surprised there's not. I'm also surprised it hasn't come out that somehow he has not helped the progression of AIDS research. I literally feel like him as like one sole person having HIV. Sorry, not AIDS. Having HIV has to have like pushed shit to get fixed. Because to Ronald Reagan, one Magic Johnson is worth like millions of gay men. Yeah. Well, he's black, so probably like half a million. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it would still be less than to like, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. To Ronald Reagan, Magic Johnson, I guess, would still be not as cool as like Wayne Gretzky. Um. Also, like, uh, it seems like if you were um a really good magician, you could just not get HIV. Who? Magic Johnson. Oh. Sorry, I'm dude. Sure I had so many, so many times. I had so many jokes involving the word magic. Now that I remember, I never told him on stage, but they were just like one-liners that I wrote down. Where it was like, "Do you know Magic Johnson is short for Magician Johnson?" <laughs> and then I'd just be like, do you, "Have you seen Magic Mike? Do you know it's short for Magician Michael?" <laughs> None of them really. It was just. It was just you know. Sometimes the uh, the simplest things are the funniest. I mean, that made me laugh, and it, because it's so stupid, and because I know you're smarter than that, but it's kind of you're putting on the persona of someone who is a moron. Have you <laughs> like you're putting on the persona of someone who like sat around all day and we're like, this is gonna kill. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I did that on stage, that's what I think when I write those jokes. I go, if I did this on stage, I'd be such a different person to like think that this is like, oh yeah, take this to the stage. Like it would, I would be insane. But it's pretty funny. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah, it's fun. You know, you, it, have you ever heard of anti-wise, anti-wise jokes? Anti, it's German word. Anti-vice. Yeah, it's like wise. I don't. I W e i s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, but you know, anti-jokes. That was like more of a thing like early meme days. Yes. Where it's just a joke that's just purposely like not funny or stupid. Yes. So like Germans invented that like th- uh, hundreds of years ago. And it's the same exact thing, but like one of the examples of the jokes is uh two men walk across a bridge, one falls in the uh, one falls in the water, the other is named helmet. <laughs> and that's all it is. It's just well, one falls in the water, and then the description of the other guy is his name's helmet. I love it. And that's it. I it's uh it honestly is very uh have you ever seen the movie Kung Pao? Wait. It's not uh, politically correct. I watched it a You're lot. You're telling as a me child. Kung Pao is not an authentic movie? It is a uh it's a um like kung fu film. Okay. Um and a white guy Bob Odenkirk. Oh, Bob o- No, 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 not 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 Bob Odenkirk. Sorry, Steve Odenkirk. Similar but different. This is not the guy from Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. Is this the movie where they like he green screens himself into an entire Chinese film, and they take they take another film and like dub over? Yes, yeah, so there is they a say full funny film, stuff, and then he yeah. green screens himself into it, and then he dubs over everyone talking, and he has and he long does all brown. Of the voices. He has long brown hair. Yes, kind of. Yes, I have seen that movie. Okay, I used to watch it on repeat as a child. Yeah, no, Sam Sam showed me it, and it's like just like consistently every moment like the dumbest movie you've ever there's seen. There's like a scene I mean a lot of it is just like making fun of the translation or whatever like there's this like a scene where it's like um, the the main guy goes up to like this bodyguard and he's like hey I'm gonna go into that temple and then the bodyguard go- goes okay 
Yeah. <laughs> and like it's just like they like they're Oh wow. Oh god. Okay. Wow, we really should not do this podcast without Dan or I would love to see I was just thinking about how much longer it's going to be. Oh god, we haven't started recording yet. Right? No, we have. This is by far the worst podcast. We've been we've recording ever done. for like multiple minutes. You, did you oh. think we weren't recording? <laughs> no, nah, I know. Oh, okay. This isn't the worst podcast we've ever There's had. There's also a scene in Kung Pao where um, he's like, it's, the, it's the scene where the, like, it's the, the typical like um, throwback or like flashback to the past where he's like, he told me I had great potential. And then it goes to the flashback and it's a guy and he just goes, you have great potential. And then he told me that I would be a champion one day. And then it flashes back and he's like, you will be a champion one day. Right. And then he goes, and then he killed the dog. <laughs> the guy just lets out like a massive fart and you just hear a dog in the background. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways. Yeah. You just killed the dog. Oh, <laughs> I almost feel like I've heard other people say that. You've killed the dog. Yeah. Killed, killed the dog in reference to like a fart. I don't know, but it sounds something like something people would say. I feel like when Dan's not here, I'm allowed to fart for a really long time. You're allowed to fart, and you're allowed to drink alcohol, and we're allowed to talk about um, world wars. We're allowed to talk about world wars <laughs> and girls. We're allowed to talk about girls, and we're allowed to have a lot of fun. Um, I went to Wee Spa. Yeah. On, uh, I've never been. It was my first time going there. Dick I went City. with my boyfriend and he loves going to spas uh, and it was great and we went into like all the different tubs whenever it was wonderful um mm -hmm. there are like there are like seedy spas in la that are specifically for gay men to like be flex no 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 like literally it's like people giving hand jobs in the steam room and i thought like that's that. like what flex was oh flex I, the, I thought the gay spa the yes 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 okay yeah. i thought you were saying like because I, I was like they're specifically for guys too and then you said flex like i thought you meant oh. for guys to like show off their muscles or something i guess sometimes in some ways but sure have you been to those places um, I went to Flex one time when I was really fucked up, and all I did was like swim in the swimming pool. And then I went into one of the back rooms, and I saw someone I know giving head to probably an eighty-year-old man who looked like like Jabba the Hut. Oh. And um, yeah. And then he looked up at me, and he was like, "Matt," and I was like, "I'm gonna go." It's uh, kind of crazy he'd even say your name. I just feel like you. He would just look at you, and he'd register, and he'd just be like. He was, they were both clearly on meth. Like, they were both methed out. He was very embarrassed. Dude. And then I never have, I mean, the next time I saw him, he was like, hey. And I was like, uh, like, I don't, I'm not judging you. Like, that's fine or whatever. But I could imagine how he felt like being so embarrassed. You know, you're like in this seedy dungeon giving head to like probably the ugliest person I've ever seen in my life. I guess that's what he's into. I don't think so. I think he was just on drugs. Like, meth is, like, a really... You're going to do things that you probably won't usually do. What? <laughs> On meth? Yeah. I've... I Yeah. I've thought of going to those places. I just always feel like I'm just going to show up, and I'm just going to be like, all these guys are ugly. Every time I go, everyone is ugly. Yeah. I just... I, I definitely don't... Like, I would almost have to get lucky that there would be some other, like, guy like me that's like, I guess I'll try it out. And then that guy could just... I could also just not be attracted to him. And I'm like, well, then this whole thing is a strikeout. Yeah, I guess you have to think, like, if you're willing to go there, then other people like you are also willing to go there. Yeah. It's just a timing thing, I guess. I guess if I didn't think anyone was attractive, maybe I would just walk around with a with a hard-on for a little while. And then just, just you just decide out. to have a hard-on. Probably the moment could still be exciting enough. 
Okay. Everyone just walks around naked, right? Pretty much, or like in a yeah, towel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She yeah, sure. Does that mean yes? Or I went one time and I was fucked up. What were you fucked up on? Meth? No. <laughs> uh, alcohol and cocaine. Oh. Which I haven't done coke in years now, and I don't miss it at all. And you were by your yeah, that's good. You were by yourself. Yeah, I actually think I was like a guy messaged me on an app and was like, "Meet me there," and then I got there, and then we like swam in the pool for a little bit, and then I was like, "I'm gonna go home." Because right. I think he wanted to like have sex in the pool, and I don't know. It was a lot. Also, having sex in a swimming pool is very difficult. I also feel like if I was there, and then I met some dude, and I was fucking him, part of the way through, I would just be like, I understand the thing that we're like out and stuff, but at the same time, this we could have just done this at one of our homes. Yeah, I guess there was like a novelty in it, and it's kind of fun to be in a place you're not familiar with. Yeah. I just feel like it would just so easily turn into just like, like, you could be sucking some guy's dick, and then all of a sudden there's just, like, five of the grossest people you've ever seen around you. And you're oh, like, sure. I understand that this is a part of it, but I... Because there's just such, like, small subtleties of, like, oh, like, I'll go to a spa and I'll suck a guy's dick in public. But then you could easily just be like, but I don't really want all these fellas crowding us, possibly planning to come on me. I think that is kind of the excitement of it, though. It is, exactly. like, voyeurism. You, you kind of have to be Expositionism. Yeah. I don't um, know. If I, I think it'd be interesting if if a group of fellas watched me suck a guy's dick. You could definitely make that happen. Yeah, easily, right? Yes, very easily. I I think I'm like uh, I I don't know. I think I'm like more afraid of sex lately. I don't know why. Because you're not on prep. Because I'm not on prep. But I I always go on grinder and then I'm just like I just like a tease. Oh sure. Like I start conversations and we plan to meet up and then I just kind of don't get back to them. And like that's not cool. Um, yeah, my boyfriend and I were not on the apps and I'm like the, I haven't been since, since September, since we started dating and I'm like the happiest I've ever been in that regard. It's really yeah. a buzzkill. Yeah. Grinders, it's not really and that it's fun. also just like a giant, it's not even like getting on there and talking to people is bad, but it's like such a time suck. Like you waste so much time and it totally redirects your brain. Cause like, you know, like sexual like hormones is like such a powerful it's like oh this this will take over my life like i heard someone talk about being in uh it was like uh someone who's like a prominent figure and they were people always ask them if them and their wife are open or like you know if they're like swingers and he's like i have a lot of friends who are swingers and who are open and stuff and he's like i'm not opposed to it ideologically or whatever like i have nothing against choosing to do that but he said there's so much in my life that i want to do that we've decided not to just so that we can participate in other things yeah because like once you open that door it becomes like a full-time it's such a bad idea it becomes a full-time job yeah. where you're like oh, okay wait i can have sex with whoever with my partner like let's like fucking go and then it's just like truly a full-time or you need like a secretary to organize everyone's schedules and like how yeah. do you make sure it all works out and both everyone thinks the other person is it it's a nightmare the thing i don't understand totally about that is like it's almost the assumption of like oh well like you know it's like it, you just have the option to just sort of meet someone randomly at some time it's like how often are you fucking like that how often are you just sort of like walking around and being like well i just found some like i guess you can go to bars but like 
especially in like straight relationships, it's like most women aren't just gonna be like, "Hey, here's this guy that I've never met at a bar. I'm gonna go home with him within two hours of meeting him." Like Hello. it's it's not like that doesn't happen. It happens, but it's not like a lot of times nowadays when people fucking meet up, it's like off an app or like there's, you know, there's usually like uh, days of talking for some point. I mean, but then if you're if you want to hop on Grinder, you could fuck a guy pretty quick. But my point being, it's like, it just takes effort. It's not really like this flee, free-flowing idea of like, well, you know, this is my thing. Like, if I was in a relationship, I would immediately, and they wanted to do that, it would just become like a competition for me. So I don't have the... I think it's the I think it's the most fun if you don't have that in mind. So, like, if yeah. it presents itself, then it's like, oh, that's cool. But there is, like, you know, there's that stereotypical, like, meme where it's like, hey, me and my partner saw you from across the bar and we thought you were really interesting. You right. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, like, pitch that, yeah. like, couples give to, like, a sad, desperate single person. Yeah. Um, and I it makes see that is different, though, if you're doing it at the same time. But there is, like, a vibe to it where it's like, oh, you guys don't like each other enough to just hang out together. Yeah. Or, like, um... But at the same time, like, so I think in my mind, it's like f- more fun if it's uh, if it just happens organically. Like if you of go course. and enjoy yourselves and then something like pops up. Wonderful. But yeah. if you're Dan Donahue, you can just have a comedy show and have a guy come up to you and say, hey, I would like to watch you and your girlfriend have sex. Yeah, exactly. There's certain people that like. Like that, that could work for because like I think like Dan and his girlfriend are both like just good looking enough people that they could probably fluently just fuck people all the time. But like if I'm with some lady, like like I got a crush on this girl right now and is consuming my mind. It's terrible. But really? if but if we dated, she's so much more attractive than me. Which not saying that we're gonna I'm just saying in this like she's so much more attractive than me that if she was like, Do you want to open up the relationship? I'd be like, you could just fuck all the time though. And like I cannot just sort of like have sex with anybody at all, you know, at all times. I'm not like a hot ticket item. Uh, I think people think that you're uh, like you are a handsome guy. I know you weren't like fishing for compliments, but you're not uh, like you are objectively attractive. Well, thank you. But you also you just think about. And I would like to have sex with you right now. Okay, well, that makes me feel good. You also I think (laughs) you just think more about just like heterosexual dating and stuff where it's like even an attractive guy it's still like few and far between that you would necessarily just be out in public and then a woman would come up and be like hey what's up but like if you're a lady and you go to a bar you just have tons of guys just coming up like what hey what's up hey what's up but also you're pansexual if i was the woman i would be way more insecure because you could literally suck someone's dick in 30 seconds yeah i would i like the idea of um polyamory if i was with a woman she was like i want to have um sex with people other than just cis men then i'd be like oh okay i just can't provide that to you so that makes sense but like if it's a thing where it's like i just want to have sex with other men i also understand that it's completely different but at the same time it's like yeah but like you know she's like i would also like to go to dinner with them and i would also like to talk to them yeah and i would also not like to date you yeah and then (laughs) that's what i don't get is you hear polyamorous people they're like my husband has a crush on someone right now it's so cute and i'm like you okay like i guess you're evolved or whatever but you really want like to look at your partner just be like oh my god this person's so cool and it's like they don't like what i don't know i like rules i guess i just like rules like the like the because i when people are like oh monogamy is so stringent i'm like that's why it's like nice because you're like making a an agreement with someone of like oh we like each other enough 
that we're just going to choose to, you know, keep our keep our sexual things just with each other. And then also it's like I feel like if you stay monogamous and communicate enough, you can just have like wilder and and better sex. Which wouldn't fulfill everything, but it's also like why don't you focus more on your personal sex life? Cuz all you got to do is just have a couple conversations and you're like, "Oh man, you like you like ass stuff? We never even talked about that." And then that's, you know, a whole new yeah, when oh. I opened up that can of worms, I was like, hey, boyfriend, you like ass stuff? Who knew? Right, right. You were like, you, wait, I've what? been having sex with your vagina this whole time. This is crazy. What's been going on? <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I think it works both ways. But also, like, something that I've come to learn is from talking to other couples. In my mind, it was always like, you're either open or you're not open. And if you're open, that means anyone can do whatever they want. And if you're not open, that means no one, like, you're just monogamous. But I've, like, we've kind of been, like, asking different couples how they do things. And, like, it seems like a lot of people, it's very touch and go where it's all situational. It's not, like... I hope so. And I yeah. think it's uh, it's healthy that you would still kind of feel jealous or like somewhat protective of your partner and it's like kind of a nice feeling. You know? Yeah, definitely. Or I think the way you sorry. It's it's not just like it's not just like I can fuck whoever I want and he can fuck whoever he wants. It's like we can talk about stuff if we want to do that, but it's going to be like case by case. Oh, so you're kind of saying like, well, it's on the table, but it's not like we feel the need to eat it. Yeah, it's right now sort of we're just table. doing uh we'll we'll we're open to hooking up with people together, but like literally my best friend texted me cause like we were trying to like be progressive and be like, That's we are, we think like free love is great and this is how we're supposed to be in this progressive culture. And then we both kept getting like, we both kept feeling like shit. And my best friend texted me and she was like, Hey, um, are you guys going to keep doing that thing where you keep hurting each other? Or are you just going to be monogamous for a minute? Nice. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's the most simple way of putting nice. it. Like, okay. Very yeah. Cool. We'll just, we should just chill out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think do you think like uh like queer people have like I guess specifically gay men would have like an easier time with polyamory because it's like you've already had to like um understand a sexuality that's like not the standard where it's like you already have the thought of like well like you know I mean like it's not all just like this box this box this box I've had to you know come uh, into my of own course. sexual yeah uh, right like I think, yes i think the reason that i'm no longer an evangelical christian is because i had to question uh societal norms mm-hmm. because i was like oh everything works for me in this group except uh who i want to live my life with and who i would like to have sex with and then why is that an issue and right. then it made everything else fall apart so the idea of it is like makes a lot of sense like why would we have ownership over anyone's body and all that stuff but at the core of it like we are humans and we're like we're like you can we have very strong feelings and we're very fragile yeah i mean yeah that's, that's okay a- it doesn't mean that you're not a progressive person if you want to be monogamous yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, politics that people try and insert into, like, sex. And I think it's, like, sometimes, like, uh, like too much. Because, like, there are definitely some cases where, like, your preferences are indicative of, like, issues. Like, if a person's like, oh, well, I would never have sex with a black person. You're like, well, that's more than a preference. That's, like, your no black person ever. It's like, that's just, like, you're just being racist at that point. But like, if there's, you know, I just think it's, I think it's weird when people are like, oh, like you don't like polyamory. It's like, well, then I guess you love imperialism. Like, <laughs> right. Well, that's a jump. Like, that's a lot different than you know the first thing I said. 
But yeah, I don't really have like a solid because it's all just preference. So it's like I obviously don't have like an end all be all argument for polyamory. But I do know that at least me personally is is definitely I would just not enjoy it. I also like uh, something I was talking to uh, my boyfriend about is that I for some reason saying the word boyfriend sounds like I'm bragging every time I say it because <laughs> you're so excited and you're happy. Um, but um, I was saying, I told him, like, oh, I am a recovering slut. And he was like, yeah, I think every gay guy is kind of a recovering slut. Like, I'm used to having sex whenever I want with whoever I want. Yeah. No, like, you know, I get to do what, I, like, I have no boundaries. But not, not that I have no boundaries, but it's like, I don't have to, I can do whatever I want. Right. And so entering a relationship, whereas I don't think straight guys necessarily, for the most part, like, are on a similar vibe page because the power dynamic is different with women. Right. But with guys, it's like guys are horny monsters and yeah. sure. It's a, so it's now like going open. from doing whatever I want, whenever I want, when someone wants to hook up with me to, um, Oh, I need to take someone else's feelings into consideration. This is the worst spot. You're farting. I'm burping and coughing. I think this has been, Dan a, would lose his mind. I think um, this has been good. I can't seem to clear my throat. But yeah, um, I have to take someone else's uh, feelings into consideration. And honestly, it makes me feel a little like, uh, I don't know, there's like something that is really sweet about like changing my mindset with that, where I was like, oh, what are, like, it's a way to like, I know that this would make my partner feel more valued. Yeah. Like, obviously I could have the conversation be like, hey, would it be okay if I had sex with this hot guy while you're busy at work? And I could ask him that, but I know that he might I might be able to twist his hand into saying yes, but I do think that it would make him not feel valued. Yeah. I and so it's like, oh, it's better for me to just like wait till he feels valued. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's just, it's always just weird to me when people are like, I don't care at all. Like, I don't, like, I think if I was in a relationship though, and then a person, like, I always think about this. Like if I was in a relationship and they're like, oh, I met this celebrity. Can I have a pass and I can fuck them? I don't, I would like in my head. I like to think that I would just be like, "You can fuck them," but I wouldn't want to date you any longer. You but did but you feel <laughs> free and go ahead and fuck them? But I am telling you right now that I, I can't date you. Do Do you know that um, comic who uh, the one who kept calling Bobby Lee out on stage? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Did you hear her story that she kept telling at open mics about? I'm just going to tell the story. It's so psycho and so unfunny. But it, we're, so like we're at the improv mic that was on the patio. Did you ever go to that when like yeah. COVID just yeah. ended I or whatever? Uh, I did too. That's how I got into the New York Comedy Festival. The rep was there watching the stupid mic. Shit. And I was like, wow, cool. I did well. No one gives a shit. And then she's like, hey, I'm an important person. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Everyone gives a shit. Um. So this girl gets up, and this is, like, some, like, very outspoken feminist, like, uh, which, you know, I guess technically all of us are feminists, but, like, someone who finds our identity in doing that and, like, calling people out on cancel culture whatever. And so she gets on stage, and she's like, okay, so this is so crazy, and it's true, and this is, like, what I'm going to spend my entire five minutes talking about on stage. It's also, like, so, a three-minute mic, right? And yeah, like, she went over and then she was just like, she was like, okay, so a friend of mine like had sex with a really famous celebrity and like she has a boyfriend, but she had sex with this really famous celebrity and she was like, you know, it doesn't really count in my mind because he's so famous and I can't tell you guys who and I can't tell you guys who and all of us are like, no one, literally no one gives a shit. <laughs> like she's like, I can't tell you. Let's just say Brad Pitt. It's not Brad Pitt, but I can't tell you who. And it's like, no one cares. We it's live Leo. in LA. Like 
who who cares? Yeah. And uh, so she she's like, so she had sex with this guy, and then later that night she went home to her boyfriend, and her boyfriend felt her vagina and could fel- feel that it was stretched out. So he was like, "Did you cheat on me?" And oh, then she didn't even tell him first. No, she didn't tell him. Oh. And then she then said, th- "This is her telling the story." She goes, "And so my friend told him that that celebrity raped her, so that she wouldn't get caught cheating." See, that's the level to where, like... And that, like, this is her telling the joke, and she's like, can you guys believe it? Like, isn't that hilarious? And I was like, you're a moron. Also, she was like, okay, okay, it's too far for you guys. It's too far. And I was like, it wasn't too far at all. It's that you did not tell a single joke, and you just told us how your friend lied about being raped, and we're supposed to think it's funny, which maybe you could make that situation funny. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities for a joke there. You just didn't write a joke. Yeah. No one was upset that you told that. St- I, I'm upset that you told that story because you wasted four minutes of my goddamn life. Right. And it was and so uninteresting. And no one sad. gives a shit who she had sex with. Will Smith. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's the level to where, like, uh, like very, like, heteronormative monogamy is bad. Like, when you are lying about getting raped by celebrities to um, avoid s- stay your with partner your partner finding boyfriend, out you're cheating. That's the point where, you know, maybe have a conversation. <laughs> I just always, yeah, I always think it's interesting. Is like, I, I understand the premise of the idea, but at the same time, if someone was like, oh, can I fuck them? They're famous. I'd be like, is that all it takes? Is like somebody just needs to be famous, and then you're like, oh, I'll fuck him. Like, if it was the same guy and he wasn't famous, you would, like, be fine to not fuck him, but... Since he's famous, you want to fuck. It's like, is that it? Also, that's it, all you need. I, I, when I was younger, I had sex with a couple people who are somewhat famous, and uh, it always felt horrible. And in my mind, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm like 21. I'm like, this is so cool. This person, you're like, that was me four weeks ago. Um, but uh, you were 21. Um, oh, because <coughs> you're 22. I'm 22. Damn. Uh, the good old days. You should be having sex with famous people. Um, but then afterwards, I was just I like, I just was always like, um, oh, this feels shitty because I don't actually care about this person. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But in my mind, it's like, th- what's gonna happen? Like, this is crazy. And then it's like, yeah. no, like that person's a human. They wanted to get off. You got off, and now you carry on with your lives. And now that person, like, is like, oh, that's that random person that I had sex with yeah. one time. It doesn't make sense. As if like. All, like if I actually cared about that person and like respected their work, I would have like maybe just had a conversation with them. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You don't have to fuck famous people just because they want to fuck you. <sighs> yeah, it also probably Anyways, feels great. Uh, Elton John, I'm sorry. Whoa. It also <laughs> it must feel great to like say no to a celebrity if you were like, um, oh cool. It would be it would be great to just like if you know if like. Leonardo DiCaprio was like, so you, you want to go home? And you're like, no. And then he would just be like, what? And then he would just go home and like just jerk off all sad. No, he would call like one of his he 45 would, yeah, he prostitutes on yeah, demand. He would do that. Or go home to his 19-year-old wife or whatever he's doing. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely not fucking enough. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, crazy uh, sex that I'm just sort of choosing not to have. Um, I think I'll regret it. I think you have done pretty well so far in your life. I didn't have sex until I was 21. Yeah, that is true. Things are going fine. Sometimes I think about that like crazy stuff, and then I just jerk off, and I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do that. Also, there is something to be said about, like, are you, are you um, 
I guess it doesn't really matter, but are you a millennial or are you Gen Z? I'm Gen Z. There's some, uh, there's been like some study. Wow, this is very scientific and factual. Apparently, Gen Z is like not having as much sex as millennials do because they're that. like so introspective and like a little more empathetic and like socially conscious of like the effects that sex has on like our brains and things like that. Yeah. And you guys are just depressed because I guess the world is ending and you're all like Billie Eilish or something. Yeah, I mean, like when you're like, I was born like, um, like you know, the t- two to three years before nine eleven. So then it's just like my entire life the the war has been going on and like uh everything's terrible. And that's just the same with I mean it's not like things were awesome. Wait, when before. did Co- Oh, you probably were born like the year that Columbine happened. 99. I think uh, Columbine was like 94, wasn't it? 97. Yeah, yeah it, was it wasn't 94 cuz I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I was there. Know. Yeah. So it's like I was you know, we I wasn't there. You know, I think when you're born to that kind of world. But but yeah, definitely I just think about that a lot. Like I always go on grinder. Like sometimes I'll be jacking off and I'll just go on grinder and then like I'm like but then I come and I'm like, I don't really want to meet up. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world when you just like decide to um masturbate instead of having a weird stranger come over to your apartment and you waste an hour and a half of your life. I just yeah, I do it all the time. And you're like, Okay, you can leave now because yeah. I need to continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I was like talking to a guy like because I couldn't go to sleep last night. I was like talking to a guy like really late and I was like, Oh maybe I would go over and he lived like four thousand feet away or whatever. But then I but then I just jerked That's off a lot of it, feet. Yeah. <laughs> but then like you know that like you're gonna get there and then they're not gonna look as good as they did in their pictures and then like you're just gonna do all that and then you come and you're like damn we both did this just to hook up and i honestly feel like i would have rather jerked off and then sometimes i'm like do i want to have that same feeling in like a spa with like 15 people around me oh like you come you have the come to jesus moment while you're in the middle of a spa and you're like what the did i just pay 40 dollars to sit in a steam room when i could have just stayed home and like jerked off and then wrote jokes yeah but i mean that being said i don't think it would i don't think it's a waste of time i think in some sense i would probably come out of that and be like well i'm glad i did it you know what i mean but there is like i have this like a reporter brain if you will that is like uh, somewhat like disconnected from reality where i always want to experience everything and anytime there's a possibility for a hookup even if i'm not even that interested in it i'm like what is going to come out of this? I have no idea. Yeah. This could be, that being said, like I've met some of my closest friends from like an original hookup and then like yeah. we just turned into like very good friends and have never hooked up since then. But like right. we have, it's been like a really cool connection and I've met so many interesting people that way. That being said, also like I've had some of the most horrific experiences of my life. Yeah. But that's like life. Like that's what you should have. And I've had like weird But it's just ex- like, hey, it's it's kind of like gambling. It's like we're yeah. going to throw the dice and it's like maybe this person will be your best friend. Maybe you'll have good sex. Maybe this person is going to force you to smoke meth with them. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. And like it's kind of like. Yeah. I had like a borderline <laughs> insane experience on Grinder, But like I'm still like glad I had it. We're like, did I tell you about this? I like if, if I did. It, I um I don't think I've told him the podcast. I I was talking to this guy on Grinder and like he you know he looked okay and and then he had a he had a nice penis and I was like all right cool I'll go over, and then uh, and then I go over and he's like oh I'm in the shower just come in and then I walk through the door and there's like a like a ten year old just doing homework in the dining room and I'm like I don't know what to do and I'm like 
is Henry here? <laughs> and then he just looks at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then and then he's like, you just go in the room. I'll be out of the shower. And that annoyed me because I was like, you know I was coming over. Why are you doing the shower thing? And I'm like, and there's a 10-year-old. So already in my head, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this. And then I and then I walk into the room, and uh, it's like painted. Wait, did you talk to the 10-year-old? You I said, is Henry here? Yeah, and then he just looked at me. And I was like, this did is. Did he not say anything? Yeah, I was like, this is a smart kid. And and already I was that like that poor child, dude. Exactly. And I mean the place was. Cl- I assume he the guy had a roommate and that maybe his roommate had a kid or something. I don't know. But um, but <laughs> I was I was just like okay, I'm probably not gonna end up doing this. But I don't. I guess I'm not gonna leave right now. And then I walk into his room and it's like painted terribly. And there's this big like metal pipe thing that's like a big, like a big square in the middle of his room. It's just like these like little beams connecting to each other and there's nothing in the middle that I'm looking at and I'm like is this like a sex swing that's like it looked like something that would be used for some sort of you know like sex and then there's also just like a tv that's way too high on the wall and it's just playing gay porn and I'm like all right this is like why is why does your room look like a spa like this is weird it sounds like it was a sling a sex sling yeah is that different from a swing or did you say swing no I said sling what's that a sling slingshot um it's like it. four pillars, and there's like a little like leather like sack that you can lay in, and you lean oh, okay, back and yeah. get fucked. Yeah, there's nothing in the middle, but I assume there would be something. But oh, it also didn't look strong enough. There was nothing in the middle. Oh, that's why it was weird. I didn't get it. I, I maybe he's an aspiring gymnast. Yeah, but then there's a bathroom next to his room, and I was like, I guess I'll use a bathroom. And then I go in there, and I don't think anyone's in there. But I'm like, he said he was in the shower, and I was like, wait, let me look in the shower. So I just peel the curtain back just to make sure he's not there. And then I look in the shower, and there's like. 10 to 12 dildos and most of them are like this long and they're like that wide and like i'm like very new into fucking dudes and i'm like this is a not really where i'm at i was like this is a pretty different you're like yeah i'm not gonna be gay (laughs) (laughs) and then he comes in and then he came into the room and i noticed immediately and you know no disrespect to the lazy eyed in there but he has, I think, two lazy eyes, and they're, like, pretty aggressive. But he, like, when he took the pictures, it was just when the eyes were not lazy. And I was like, I think if you have a lazy eye, you should take one with the lazy eye. Just because it's pretty prominent. It's pretty sure. noticeable. And you look like a completely different person. And then also, his he just looked not as good as in his pictures. And then, uh, and then he had these weird uh, scars on his arm <laughs> that were, like, it almost looked like staff or something. And I was like, oh. And then, like... And then at this point, I'm like, I should leave. And then and we were, he had a gun. And he had a gun. <laughs> and then we were, like, in bed. I think I took off my shirt. And then, like, before we touched, I was just like, ah. Uh, and I just lied. It wasn't really how I was feeling. But I was like, I'm nervous. And due to this, I'm going to leave. And it was very scary to me because um, going from, like, fucking, uh, like, women to dudes is uh, you, you realize when you don't want to be there, you also worried about getting murdered. So, like, I was like, ooh, I'm going to have to tell this guy no. I think he's fine. But uh, I hope he doesn't get mad. And then uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and then he didn't. And then I, uh, he didn't get mad. He was like, oh. And then he still kind of was like trying to be like, do you want to? And I was like, I'm just gonna go. Um, and I, I, I was. Like, do you want to watch Scott porn? Yeah, and I wasn't even like rude to him. I was just sort of like, I, I want to leave. Um, and he was, he was, you know, an odd guy, but also not the kind of guy that's like, you can't leave, you know, which was good. Um, but also in my head, I was like, I think I can fight this guy if I have to fight this guy. Um, and then, um, and then I got back in my car and I felt wonderful. I was like, God, it was so good not to do that. But I look back at that experience and I don't necessarily regret it. I think it's a fun story that I have. Um, 
yeah i mean it's very interesting on multiple levels uh there is like the best feeling i think in the world is when you uh leave a situation you don't want to be a part of yeah because if you stayed for that situation be out of guilt it's almost like you're I like struggle to say this, but it it feels like you're self inflicting assault. Yeah, if that makes sense. Where it's like I don't want to be here, but I'm going to do it so that I don't make the other person feel bad. But it is making me feel bad. Yeah, and I think and I technically you're consenting to it if you choose totally. to be there. But it's like yeah. you're you're hurting yourself. Yeah, and I think also it's like I I have like sort of a privileged perspective with my sexuality because it's like I just I wasn't like. Uh, I didn't really grow up thinking like, oh, I think I'm gay. Like, I definitely had a lot of thoughts where like, like me and my friends would jerk off and shit. In the back of my head, I'm like, I think this is more than just um, just guys jerking off. <laughs> you know you what I mean? Multiple like, friends. Yeah, we like jerk off around each other and stuff. And are, like, are any of them gay now? No. See, yeah, I had a couple friends growing up, and we would jerk off together. And, yeah, but they're all straight guys. Yeah, I think, but it's, it's just it's, like it's a, it's a thing because you want to show your penis to people. Yeah. Also, you're just like really horny, and you're yeah. not really sure what the outlet is. Right. And for me, it was confusing because it's like, am I gay or do we just like? Because I know that that guy j- legitimately likes women. Yeah. And I was like, are we just horn? Am I just horny? Like, is this just what being a teenager feels like? Yeah. And I think you know, it's like. Yeah, so then the only difference was I just sort of looked back on it and I was like, oh, yeah, that was like, that was like uh, hot, you know. But I, like, when I realized that I want to fuck dudes, it wasn't like, it wasn't even like a coming out thing. It was almost, it was very like a straight dude just fucking dudes where I was like, oh, I could just do that now. And like, my family didn't give a shit. Like, they not only were like, not really just supportive, like, like the future supportive where they're just like, okay. Like, it wasn't even coming out. I just told them. So I think like, why do we need to know this? Yeah. So I don't think I've ever really had a strong feeling in my head of like, I have to go out and do these things so I can like affirm who I think I am. Like, of course I had that in some sense where I'm like, well, I can't be afraid to do these things. I have to do these things, but I've never like gone to the extent of like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it because I have to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think also like, I think maybe the Gen Z thing, and this is kind of a vague generality, but I think it kind of makes sense. Where I think Gen Z, more than millennials, and this is common with young people, I think Gen Z really thinks we have it figured out. Where we're like, well, you know, like, that's why... Like, I think, like, when you were talking about, like, those sexual experiences that you had where, like, some of them were terrible and stuff, I think it's like, Gen Z doesn't have the thing of, like, what's going to happen? Like, I think Gen Z is more like, well, I know what's going to happen because this is caused by this and it's it's an expression of this and that's why I'm not... Where millennials are more just like... Well, like, you know, they're, they just seem more exploratory, I think. I think Gen Z is the most, uh, like, the most we have it figured out that young people have ever been. I think that probably is true to some degree because the internet that you guys actually do have it figured out. And the internet. Um, but, like, yeah, there's kind of, like, a Gen X is, like, oh, we, we understand how the world operates. And then millennials are, like, oh, everything we were told about how it operates is a fucking lie and we know yeah. nothing. And then Gen Z is, like, now we know it's a lie and now yeah. we know how to use that information. Are we 45 in or less? Oh, okay, cool. The, the boring part is that, like, you can... Like, just because you, like, read about something or know about something and in some ways know it's true, you still haven't experienced it. And it's like, that's life. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't, like, even, like, I could have a conversation about things that I haven't done that I, you know, quote, like, know are bad. Like, meth. You know, whatever. 
not saying I should do meth, but if I did, if I did meth, then I would really know why you shouldn't do meth. You know what I mean? And I think Gen Z yeah. has the thought of like, well, I know exactly what that's like. And it's like, it's the same thing. I saw seven TikToks on it. Yeah. And it's the same thing when like Gen Z like, uh, like bags on celebrities where they're like, well, you know, they may have this condition, but that condition, that's not, that's not an excuse for that. And it's like, well, it's not an excuse, but also like, like I don't support any of like Kanye West's actions right now with like with the way he's terrorizing his family. But I also think, like, in the past, especially when he was, like, having a full-blown, like, month-long manic episode, like, unmedicated with no good people around him, I thought it was kind of cocky that a lot of Gen Z people were like, well, that's not an excuse. And it's like, okay, but it is a reason. Because you don't understand that, like, mania makes people kill themselves. Like, mania makes people do insane things. And, like, you just, you don't know that. And that's not an experience that you can try. But I'm saying, like, Gen Z... Like, we just have this perspective, like, well, I've read about bipolar. And it's like, that's that's just a description of a collection of cases. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, It's like, you don't totally. know. I think specifically with the, not that you're even meaning to talk about this, but with the Kanye thing, the upsetting part is, like, he should have close friends and family tell him that you need to get back on your medication. And it's not cute because we know that you're having a public breakdown. And, like, you have every resource in the world to get healthy. Yeah. And you're he, choosing to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. He is responsible. He's responsible for getting on his But meds. it is helpful to know, like, oh, he's not doing this because he's, he's trying to be malicious, but he is just unmedicated yeah. it's like he's making a choice to not help himself but he's not necessarily like when he's in those fits of mania it's like he's not necessarily making a choice to do everything he's doing like i like i've helped my friend through like several like mental episodes where she was like having delusions and like thought she was like talking to spirits and, and shit like that and whenever she comes out of it she's always so embarrassed she's like oh i'm so sorry i can't believe i did those things and i'm like i'm not mad at you for the things you did i'm mad at you that you didn't take action to take care of yourself before those things happened. Yeah, totally. Where I'm not judging you like, oh, I can't believe you had delusions. Like, way to go, idiot. No, no I mean, we have mutual friends where it's like, I'm not mad at you for behaving this way. I'm mad at you that you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. It's like because you know you could go to therapy or get on medication or right. fucking be sober mm -hmm. until you figure your shit out. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, it's it's just so weird. It's like, no, don't get into the specifics of it. It's like, all that's fucked, obviously. But the the problem is this. But um, yeah, I just think in general, Gen Z is uh, like, we're not fun. Case in point with what you're saying, uh, so like, uh, Greg and I talked about... Uh, Doing meth together? Yeah, and it rocked. Um, no, we didn't. But um, we talked about this progressive idea of like, you know, we should like, you know, be able to do what we want to do, and that's fine. And uh, like, so then he like called me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about having like sex with this couple. And I was like okay like yeah that makes sense because we both love each other and we want each other to do what we want to do so he like goes to this person's house and i have to go to work and the whole night i'm fucking spiraling and i feel like shit and the whole time i'm working i'm just like wow my boyfriend is getting pounded by <laughs> some random or whatever you know what i mean like i'm losing my mind yeah, over totally. it and so like on paper it's like i understand that not like not restricting my partner's body is the correct response and that he should be able to have free love. But then it's like, Oh no, when you're actually in that situation, it's very different. And exactly. then I'm like, Oh, I'm like a weird, jealous psycho bitch. Mm -hmm. and you have but, to find it, that but then like, you know, like we talked about it and all that stuff and we we're trying to understand it and I wasn't mad at him for anything, but I was like, Oh, I feel like I'm trying to be cooler than I actually am. Totally. And I'm not that way. And yeah. it's because I, I think it's good because it shows that like I really 
love you and yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to be, I want to experience those things with my, does that make sense? Totally. I but mean, like on paper, it's like, of course that makes sense. And like, if I wasn't in that situation, I'd be like, wow, your partner sucks. Like they should yeah. really like, they have a gr- like hold on your neck and you right. should really like, they should go to therapy. Why are they jealous? Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're jealous because they're human and they like the special connection that you guys have. That's, that's like the kind of. Thanks. Just like I agree with like a a ton of shit that like my generation's doing. I I think for for the most part we have like the right intentions in mind and stuff. But there also is the level where it's like, it's it's fine to not be okay with some shit like polyamory. You know what I mean? It's like you're not like it's like because if we're talking about like oh being open and honest about that stuff, it doesn't mean just being like oh well like that makes the most sense. So like obviously I'm fine with it. Where it's like if it like it just it's a it's a subjective thing. Where it's like polyamory doesn't make sense to you, so you don't have to like be cool with it just because you read, you know, the ethical slut or right. whatever. It's have like you read that book? No. Should we read it? I think I should. I think it's. I've heard it's uh, enlightening. Yeah, it's probably good. I'm sure it deals a lot with shame. I also think like Gen Z, it's like you 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 kind of grow up in a world where like I I was st- I'm still old enough that like I still have a conception of like things before the last six years you know what i mean like i like you know like early 2010s like you remember like how the culture was so different uh but before me too before blm before covid yeah like shit was just like there was just fucking blackface and like rampant homophobia like just constantly the butt of a joke and all that so it's like i remember that concept but at the same time it's like you're also i'm also growing up in a world where like shit has changed so much and i think a lot of that shit is like almost not as exciting to gen z where it's like it's like 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 me being pansexual doesn't feel like taboo, you know. It's yeah. not like ooh, it's like this is a new crazy thing. Like in my mind, I'm just like oh, you know, another, another one in one in the arsenal. Which is also weird too, because it is, uh, you know, whatever. We're in such a liberal bubble that like if you were probably in like some small town in Oklahoma, totally. it would be a big deal. Which I've, is it's I have so like bizarre. location privilege. For sure. It's been much easier. Sure, like coastal privilege. Yeah. Should we do gay, straight, pan? What time is it? Yeah. Oh, 10 minutes left. Uh, Dan is straight, and he got COVID, and that's that a very straight. straight thing to do. He, he went to, yeah. You yeah. fucking idiot. Fuck you. Why would you go to Denver? Why would you do this, Dan? And do comedy so that you could get COVID. He knew that he was going to get COVID if he did it, but... He was paid fifty dollars, and so he said, "Fuck it, I'll worth, I'll risk my life." Do you? Do you? And think doing comedy for fifty dollars in order to risk your life <laughs> with a severe virus that has killed <laughs> one billion people. Dan knowingly went to Colorado with COVID and was paid twenty five dollars to do three minutes, and he gave COVID to five hundred people. No, he got it. He he didn't bring it there, he and didn't, he didn't have uh, it when he was there. He didn't. No. Oh no, he didn't have it when he went there, but when he came back, he did. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, that was very straight of him. Uh, uh, something gay that I did. Uh, me and Greg went to Joshua Tree this weekend for on Sunday. We went up to help one of my friends move. Oh my god, this is a whole can of worms. I just have two things to say, and it'll loop in. That's okay. But <coughs> you can say three things. Okay. But uh, we went to help my friend move like some stuff from her place in Joshua Tree to a new house she built. And that friend who I love and is so funny and so cool and is like um, like my she's like a mom to me, sort of. Um, she is like deep into QAnon conspiracy theories. <laughs> and 
it's wild and it's something that i like about myself that i'm able to like maintain a friendship with her regardless of like the the things that i disagree with that she believes but outside of that she's a very cool person and, and it's she's a lesson poly. to myself being like <laughs> she's not poly but it's a lesson to myself being like just because i don't agree with someone ideologically like they you know this is a complex dynamic interesting person and they have some misinformation and also they're in their fifties and like, it is what it is. But I was like, so I was like, tell me and tell me I'm like sitting with Greg and I'm like, so tell us what's going on in Ukraine and Russia, you know, like mm. as I'm curious, like what's going on from her perspective. And she was like, right now the there are chem labs, American labs in Ukraine and they're developing the next virus for another lockdown. Totes my and guts. Putin is bombing Ukraine to take out those labs and people think he's a dumb guy, but he's actually like a very smart guy. And he's taking out a lot of very bad people right now. And uh, they're pretending that it's about this war, but he's actually preventing the next lockdown. Oh and I'm like, God. whoa, like it's gone all the way full circle to where like now you like anyone who is in that gr that subgroup of QAnon, whatever, follows that. And I asked her where she got her information. And of course, she did a lot of research. Mm -hmm. that's just what you say <laughs> and then um she told us about how michelle obama is actually big mike a transgender woman oh people still do that yeah yeah she she was like duh that started like and i was like wait right when i was like ran. for real she's like yeah google it it's obvious and she was like look it's irrefutable there's a speech where where obama one time referred to his wife as michael instead of michelle so obviously she's a transgender R woman. obviously yeah I was like, and then she's like, and Obama's a prostitute. He's a gay prostitute. Oh, okay. And Michelle Obama is uh, a trans woman. Oh, um, I and have I no was idea. just like, and you know, even if those things are true, I'm like, I wish those things are true. That would be fucking cool. It would be really if interesting. our president was a, a sex worker, a gay sex worker, and his wife was a trans woman. I'm like, that's fucking cool. How does that affect any of foreign policies? It, it do you know what I mean? It <laughs> like, it's like it, okay, it, it's very funny. It has nothing to do with being president. I'm like, that's awesome. Cool. It, it does not make any sense. At least, like we, you know, every other person in politics is paying for prostitutes. At least he's one of them. I think it'd be cool if there was like an asteroid going to hit earth and like every politician came out and just said what was going on and obama was like QAnon is right <laughs> michelle is mike and hillary oh. clinton is a lizard yeah <laughs> that would be funny if uh if they opened up a third term and then obama ran again and he was like QAnon's right michelle is mike <laughs> and that was like his running i would i that would i would vote oh, the and he would fuck be like out also that. i knew exactly what i was doing when i bombed syria and mm -hmm. uh, i i killed a lot of people yeah. and then he's like and i'm not born here <laughs> and everyone's just like <laughs> yeah, okay the, the um you got five minutes left but the the gay thing so after that fiora it, was dude. like we can't run the light dude not after what happened to my last never mind um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so then uh my friend was like hey if you guys go to you, if you guys want to stay in palm springs or like some cute resort or whatever i'll pay for you guys so greg and i got this hotel at this like it's like a nude like resort in palm uh -huh. springs and so we go there we have like a great time we get naked we go into the hot tub there's these two guys that are like 19 and 20 years old ex-mormons who are in the hot tub with us that is just so hot and <laughs> That is just the hottest thing I've ever heard. It, it, they're completely not my type at all. Like, just two, like, hairless twinks who are just, like... Ugh, that sounds so spending terrible. Spending $40,000 a year oh. at college to major in graphic design. Oh, and God. Greg and I are, like, convincing these kids. We're like, 
drop out of college right now and just start watching YouTube for three hours a day and you'll become a better graphic designer than getting $200,000 in debt. And we're like, literally drop out of college. Anyways, we have this conversation and then they're like, we're going to go smoke weed. And I was like, okay, we're coming with you. And so like, they're like, we have someone in our room sleeping. So we're just going to smoke out here and we got to keep it quiet. And I was like, perfect. So we're just smoking weed and we're all just like cracking each other up, laughing or whatever. And then, um, and then like we hear someone woke up in the room, the lights go on and I'm like, oh, bummer. We woke up the roommate An 80 year old obese man walks out butt naked and is like into the two guys like let's just say like jeremy and craig he's like jeremy and craig i need to talk to you right now yes and so like the two 19 year olds like walk over with their tails between their legs they're and they're in just trouble. like and are just like hey we're really sorry about that and he's like how are they gonna make it up to him and then <laughs> and then i look over at them and i was like and i laugh like i'm stoned but i'm just like right i'm like you... why is this happening yeah and so i laugh and then the guy looks me dead in the eye and he just goes be careful Oh, and, then, okay. and I'm just like, you should have beat the? him up. I no, I literally I was like, literally, you're standing out here with your chode telling chode. me to be careful and I could kill you if I wanted to. Were you guys smoking weed naked? Yeah. Just well, no, uh, Greg and I, I think, had bathrobes on two and they had Mormon boys smoke weed with gay. There was no on. sexual interact. Like we had no. I, s- yeah, I can tell. It was like it was hilarious. And then I was like, all right, let's go. And so Greg and I left and I'm just like walking casually back. And then he stops me and he's like. I'm sorry. Did you not just see what happened? Yeah. Right. Those kids are being. <laughs> we're just like, you right. know, we're stoned. But he was like, do we need to rescue those children? <laughs> like, what is going on? Anyways, it's something gay that we did. What's something pan you did? Just think about that story. Thinking I, about that story that, is pretty pan. If I if if I was uh, if I walked in, if I was at like a nude resort and then I saw two uh gay Mormon boys sitting noon in a hot tub, I'd be like, it's so nice to meet you. Stand up. Let me see your penis. It's so nice to meet you. How are you doing? It's so nice to meet you. What does your penis look like? So good to meet you. I mean, it was a hot tub with Isn't not a lot a of bubbles. <laughs> but I felt like fun. it felt like we were at Wee Spa. Like, we were just chilling. Like, right. it wasn't yeah, no, like totally. a, There was no, like, we're not, like... That's why it's funny that I'm putting our hand under the hot tub or whatever. It was just, like, it was a fun hangout. Yeah. But they were like, oh, our roommate's sleeping. And, you know, I'm thinking it's <laughs> another 19-year-old. He's clearly paid for their whole trip and is like, if you do not piss on me every night six times, like, I'm going to leave your body in the desert. They're hot girls. I get it. They are hot girls. They, they are hot girls. Boys. They're, they're sick. There's two of them. They can beat them up. Um, I don't know. A pan thing I've been doing. Um, I, um, I, I accidentally formed a big crush on this uh on this girl but uh i'm uh i'm i'm making sure to be like oh um before before i like uh even continue having a crush on this person i'm like well let me make sure if i really like them and like i'm not just um lusting you know and and uh and then i and then i hang out with them more and then i find out that i i like them more and more and i uh, do a lot of thinking about my attraction be responsible which is not very straight yeah, it is it's very pan. It's very pan. It's and very also pan. I would suggest not overthinking stuff. I think at the core it's like if you enjoy spending time with someone then you should and they're uh and they are like a healthy source of joy then you should continue spending time with them. And it's as simple yeah. as that. You don't yeah. have to think about what happens when the iceberg hits and whatever. Exactly. That's why I'm Is it Greta Thunberg? It's Greta Thunberg. Um and we have just I don't know, we've just been like going to flex 
and um, <laughs> just hanging out with these Mormon boys, and she's like, they have stolen our future. And I'm like, she is so weird, I know. And then I go and... And then I go and There's suck my these quirky girlfriend asking for signatures at the gay sex club. <laughs> and then I go and suck these Mormon guys' dicks. And then I I come back I and she's that. like yelling at a boomer and she's that like, is so sweet. She's like, how dare you? And I'm like, how dare you <laughs> suck my boyfriend's dick? How dare you? And I'm like, Greta, I just I just want to get out of here. And um, and she's like, <sighs> we we cannot be at flex spot because they're wasting 17 yeah. gallons of water per she, second. She gets. Really fucking mad about it, and and she's always like, "Give me a ride," and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "I don't want to admit, car- give me a ride," and I'm like, "Greta, I I'm cannot still let my followers know that I'm driving vehicle using gasoline." Yeah, and I'm like, "I bought you a Hummer." Like, I just I thought you could enjoy this, and she's like, "You know, I don't know," but she's like, <laughs> "I, you know, I only give hand jobs," you know, and I'm like, "I don't. What does that have to do with the environment?" Like, you're you know, penetrative sex is using um, more of my carbon footprint. Right, and hand job and oral sex is a way to m- exercising the body. Exactly, it is bull. You know, and then she's always like, "I will not fuck Joe Biden," and I'm like, "I would, why would you fuck Joe Biden?" I'm like, she's "We don't like, know Joe like, Biden." Big Mike, give me Big Mike. Yeah, she keeps t- saying that Michelle Obama's trans, and I'm like, Greta, like, stop. She's it's crazy, but yeah. she's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm like. That's a lie, and you thinking that's a problem is transphobic, and it's like it's this whole thing where I'm like, why don't you just like talk about like Dude, this climate girl has change? Whipped. I mean, I fucking love her so much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, she's my rock, you know. But like, we do. She's your iceberg. She's my iceberg. We do it, and then like, yeah, like I don't know, like we took a tour of the Queen Mary, and like, she was like, this uses so much fuel, and I'm like, they don't even run it anymore. They just use it for like mystery dinner, and she's like, the mystery is how we're gonna get out of climate, and I'm like, Greta. Like, we're having, like, a murder mystery dinner. We're having filet mignon. And she's just, like, so mad. You're like, Greta, like the polar ice caps, you are melting my heart. Ooh. I wonder what, uh... <laughs> Let's stop. <laughs> is she still uh, doing gr- shit? I-, I went to Bjork concert. Uh, and um, it was so... <laughs> it's, it's so funny how, like... This is exactly it, they it, are unrelated, but when you said it, I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense why you would say that. I went to a Bjork concert <laughs> with my boyfriend. They're not from it's the same place, artist. right? No, no she's, she's Swedish. Like Bjork is Icelandic. And the concert was so beautiful. And then at the like, then there's this choir singing this song. And it's like really gorgeous. And then I in the choir, they go, how dare you? Ah! How dare you? And then I turn to Greg and Greg goes, this is a dissertation. They're singing her speech that she gave at the U.N., and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go kill myself. Dude, they should have Greta Thunberg come out at like She every, was on a projector later in the show. And she That's gave so a speech. Sick. And it was like, hello. A live speech? No, like it was pre-recorded, oh, okay. but it was like, hello, thank you for watching the artist who is known as Bjork. Today, oh, it is our power to rescue the soldiers of the war that is called the Penguins. There's uh there's uh <laughs> We got to wrap it up. This is the o- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I, it. This, this is, is the it. oldest like old person thought I have, but when I see a child like uh, Greta, who's pretty much my age, when I when I see a, a kid like her, I'm always like, "You're uh, you're too smart, and you need to be less smart." Like I met a 12 year old at a Super Bowl party, and she was like very professional, and she was like, um, and and she was like talking about, she's like, "Oh, you do stand up comedy?" She's like, "Have you done dry bar comedy?" 
which is like a, a comedy. I know what it is. And I'm just sort mm-hmm. of like, if you've done it, you should kill yourself. And I was like, can you like, like, talk to me about like BMX or something? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, cause I'm, I'm not as smart as you right now. And I'm probably, I'm probably intimidated, but like, you just, you know, they'll just like, you know, when people are like, oh, this is Henry. He loves mathematics. And you're just like, Henry, dude, like, chill out. Like, have a Capri Sun. Right. Like, just like Jessica Alba. And yeah. Be a fucking dickhead. Because I'm really into just, like, not trying to be smart anymore. Also, Jessica Alba is now, like, 75 years old. <laughs> like, that would not be, like, the... Her and Greta Thunberg are the same age. You're right. But I do think Greta Thunberg should come out at every concert. I think, like, there's, like, a marshmallow DJ set. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then instead of dropping the music, just stops, and then she just walks out no, from no, behind no. stage, but and she's like, dropping the music. <laughs> <laughs> and then she doesn't even do she it. She drops from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> she just she, <laughs> and then just gets up, and she's like, "How dare you!" <laughs> and everyone's like, <laughs> "How dare you!" Yeah, and people are like rolling on Molly, and they're like, "She's gonna save the world." I think it'd be pretty she's cool. Profusely crying. All right, well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, say hi to Greta. Dan's kicked off the podcast. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>